0: You are tuned into The Dr. Tina Show with Dr. Tina Moore. For more, visit drtina.com. Welcome to The Dr. Tina Show. I'm your host, Dr. Tina Moore. I'm a naturopathic and chiropractic physician, and I'm here to tell you the truth as I know it. On this episode of The Dr. Tina Show, I am joined by my longtime friend, Coach Tony Gracia of Industrial Strength Gym here in Portland, Oregon. Coach Tony joins us to talk about how to strength train in a safe and effective way. I've been training at Industrial Strength since they opened over seven years ago, and I love the coaches there. I referred all of my patients there over the years, and I have a particular love for how they handle the masters, uh, or us folks over 40, if you will. We talk about how to get started in strength training, how to make strength training a long-term lifestyle so that you don't burn out or get bored, or worse yet, get hurt. We talk about the importance of the basics and how to get started with lifting weights safely. We talk about what equipment is best, why exercise is so important for mindset, health, and longevity, the importance of getting a trainer, and how not to get injured. As always, if you have any questions for the show, please email us at podcast at drtina.com. That's D-R-T-Y-N-A dot com. And if you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I appreciate all of it. I'm glad you're here. Let's jump in. Coach Tony Gracia, thank you so much for coming on the Dr. Tina Show today. I am so excited to have you here to talk about getting started in strength training. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I am excited to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, full disclosure, I have trained with your wife for, gosh, I don't know. I feel like it's been six or seven years now. Maybe I'm wrong. But I have been a member of your gym since the beginning. I left for a short time and came back. So I have watched you and Mira grow this awesome gym that you have industrial strength in portland and i'm such a huge fan of your style of training and coaching and the way that I mean, basically for myself as a middle-aged woman, I love seeing all different age groups and all different sizes in your gym and all different starting points. And I've watched you personally just from the side while I was training take people from complete beginners and, and oftentimes injured to some degree and taking them up through their paces and then watch them grow and bloom in their strength and conditioning. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to ask you basically what would, how... Can we get my audience strength training safely? That's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's why yeah, I brought you on. Definitely,
1: definitely. Well, one thing that we do and I think is a great way for everybody to get started is most gyms, including ours, will do some sort of an evaluation session. We call ours a strategy session. Other gyms might have a different name for it. But the point of it is to really see what somebody's baseline is at, because without getting in the trenches and without knowing what their real baseline is looking like, it's so hard for us to give absolute advice on much of anything. We certainly have our favorite things that we like to funnel people to maybe most of the time, but we really like to do those evals to make sure that we're not setting somebody up for something that they're not quite ready for. And so we like to take a look at how does somebody move? What's their mobility like? What is their baseline strength level? What's their baseline coordination like? Do they have an injury history we need to know about? Do they have medical limitations we need to know about? Because we really want to make sure that we're setting somebody up for success. And unless we do our due diligence, it's a little bit tricky to just throw out blanket advice all of the time.
0: Right, right. I get a lot of questions on Instagram. Dr. Tina, how do I get started? Dr. Tina, what size kettlebell should I start with? Where, you know, who do I start with? And I keep, I try to, I always point them towards you guys, because you guys do such a comprehensive job of things, even with your online program. But people don't understand something that Mira always, my coach Mira, your wife, always tells me Mm -hmm. is strength is a skill. This is a skill. And kettlebells in particular are a skill. So all of it is, right? And you guys have been... I saw just yesterday, I think it was, you had your 10-year anniversary with Strong First. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Like, what was your background? How did you guys progress through this and and your training? And then why is it so important that people understand this is a skill set and not just something that they, you know, maybe they did it in high school and they just want to jump back in?
1: Sure. Quick background on me. I went to school for exercise science, graduated with my degree in it in 2007, started working in the field, and was always big on trying to find any new information or refined information to help me give the best coaching to the people that I work with. And as I had come up through strength training, being you know a high school baseball player and all that stuff, all of our training was the very old school barbell stuff And for some people that can work great, but it doesn't work well for everybody. And as I became a personal trainer, I started working with most people that were your demographic, that middle-aged person that is, other other than maybe a trip to the gym here and there, pretty sedentary. They, They weren't my circle of friends who were a high school athlete or a college athlete or whatever. And so now I'm needing to find some new tools and new workout methods that are going to be right for these people because the stuff I had been doing for myself might not have been the best fit for them. And so that's where, that's one of the big ways we came across kettlebell training is that they are very accessible for a lot of people. And what I mean by that is that A lot of people out there, especially this maybe middle age or even older than middle age demographic can still do most of this stuff with really good form and do it safely and be able to get all these benefits from it. They can build muscle, they can get stronger, they can improve their bone density, they can improve their hormone balance, all this stuff that we really wanna see. Compared to other types of exercise that might be fantastic for a 20 year old with no injury history, they, they can do it, but a lot of these people in their 40s and 50s and you know, 60s and beyond, they don't move in a way that lets them do these exercises very well. And so they can risk maybe injuring themselves by having bad form or at the very least just be a little bit frustrated and spinning their wheels because they don't get results just because they're not able to, to do this stuff that well. So that's one of the things we really love about the kettlebell training is how accessible it is for most people, especially as they get to that middle age and beyond.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you, you nailed it too. Progress is so important. Or, I mean, progress doesn't look the same for everyone, right? Progress is not, and sometimes we don't even know what our progress goals are until we get into it. I used to want aesthetics. I used to want more strength. I wanted to increase that number on the barbell. And now I just want to not hurt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now I just, I want good sleep, good hormones, no joint pain, good libido. Like just think, you know, just I'm 47. I want things to be happy for a 47 year old and I want to be physiologically sound. And so, and I want my homeostasis to work. And so for me, strength training is a tool to get there. And it's so easy to overtrain yourself or do it incorrectly or undertrain or as I'm sure many do. And that's the really one of the advantages of having a coach and having some, even if it's small group coaching where people can have access to someone who can hold them accountable and keep them on the right path, you know, towards their goals.
1: Yeah, very much. I think that coaching is great for knowing how much to push yourself. And a lot of people don't really know. They, they do too little, they do too much. And there's no replacement for a coach's eye to really tell you, okay, this is the right amount for what your body has in it today. So that's a really good thing. And another component of what you had just mentioned is a term I, I use a lot, and I think it's a point of confusion for a lot of people out there that don't know where to get started, is that there's a lot of abs- <clears throat> excuse me, absolutism. in in my field where there's somebody like, you have to do barbell squats, otherwise you're not really lifting, or you have to do this thing, otherwise you're not really lifting. And, And that can be a little confusing and intimidating for a lot of people out there that are wanting to get started. And I would strongly disagree with all of that absolutism. There's so many ways to strength train. That's one thing I think we can all agree on is we want people strength training, we want people building muscle, we want people getting stronger but there's a lot of ways to do it and you don't only have to do it the old school ways. There's a lot of ways that a good coach can figure out what your body is ready for and funnel you into exercises that your body is gonna respond well to. And they can also evaluate and see, I can tell that your body is not gonna respond well to this. So we're gonna table that for now. Maybe we'll come back to it later, but we're gonna focus on the things that I can tell you're gonna get a great response to.
0: Absolutely. This episode of the Dr. Tina Show is brought to you by my personal line of products that you can find inside my online store. We can all use a bit more resilience right now, so I bottled it. Resilience is an optimal adrenal support to promote energy and stamina. Resilience features a comprehensive blend of nutrients and botanical extracts targeted to support the body's responses to stress. It's designed to promote adrenal physiological functions by supporting the adaptogenic response, to promote optimal energy production, stamina, and the management of everyday stressors. Adrenal glandular tissue sourced from Argentinian bovine to safeguard purity rounds out the ingredient profile. While I can't make any specific health claims, tell you how to dose it, or make individual health recommendations, I can tell you how they work. As always, check with your provider before beginning any supplement regimen. Listeners of The Dr. Tina Show can enjoy 10% off Resilience right now by using the code RESILIENCE10 over inside my store at store.drtina.com, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A. Again, head to store.drtina.com and use code RESILIENCE10 for 10% off. How do you suggest people get started if they just they don't know where to start? They've been listening to me ramble on on Instagram about it and hooting and hollering about how non-negotiable. I mean, I re- I literally use that term. Like strength training in my opinion is non-negotiable, especially if you want to live through this pandemic. The stats are in. We have the studies. We have loads of studies showing that the biggest factor for risk of death with this virus is not advanced age and it's not even an organ transplant. It's lack of exercise prior to getting infected. Even someone who walks every single day has significantly better chances with this virus. And so with seeing breakthrough cases happening, whether people choose to be vaccinated or not, the bottom line from the beginning of all this that I've been trying to preach is you have to be strong and you have to be metabolically sound going into this, no matter what route through immunity that you choose, whether it's natural or or vaccine-induced, And so people get really overwhelmed because there's a lot to think about. And they say, oh, my gosh, you know, they look at these big heavyweights and they're like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to do. So how do we get those people motivated and moving in the right path?
1: That's a great question. And I think one thing that you and I see very eye to eye on is that we want to help people in the long term. I don't want somebody to just, you know, do a 30 day burnout thing and then not exercise for the rest of the year. I want them to build a lifestyle around this and the best way to build a lifestyle around it is to start your strength training journey by really building a skill set, understanding what to do, how to lift safely, how to perform at least a handful of exercises with good form and you're confident in them so you can get a good total body workout and you feel like you can actually do this stuff well and it's fun. And I think that's one of the big things that people miss out on is they either don't want to invest the time in learning how to do strength training. So they go by their Peloton or they go by their whatever, and those don't even get you stronger and you get bored with them in 30 to 60 days anyway. So if you want to get long-term lasting results, strength training is a non-negotiable and Just like a carpenter needs to learn to use all their tools before they can build an amazing house or build whatever, if you want to get stronger, you need to take a period of time to learn to use tools and do exercise as well. Then the sky's the limit for you. Then you've got a lifetime ahead of you where you can strength train safely and it's fun and you look forward to doing it. It's one of the favorite parts of your day. So that's the most important thing. Then we need to figure out what's going to be accessible to you. Do you like going to a gym? Do you even have access to going to a gym? Or do you want to work out from home? So if somebody wants to work out from home, then, which is a lot of people these days, I think now more than ever, people want to work out from home, then absolutely, unquestionably, without a doubt, the best piece of home gym equipment is a set of kettlebells. Kettlebells are indestructible. They're never going to break down. They're going to outlive you. They're going to be able to pass down to your kids and your grandkids and whatever else. And you can get done whatever you could possibly want when it comes to your fitness. Strength training, building muscle, getting some aerobic fitness, moving better, taking care of your joints, the the whole deal. And that's where Mira and I just came out with our new course that we're really excited for. Which is an eight-week course to help people that have never touched a kettlebell before in their life go from zero to lifting very well, like lifting like a pro, basically by the end of end of the eight weeks. And so we take you from all of the instruction and we go through um, you know all of the details of all the main exercises that you need to know, and we include a lot of actual workouts with it that you can follow along with the skills that you've done. So it's a great hybrid of there's instruction, tons of detail to make sure you're doing it right, and you get to do workouts along along with it too.
0: I'm so glad you guys did this. I've been I've been asking Mira for this for <laughs> Forever, because it it is, you're right, people now more than ever are working out from home, whether it's in Oregon, we've got to wear stupid masks in the gym. And um, you can't, I mean, it's so hard to train with a mask on and and really get through that. And especially when you're learning a new skill set, you know, you said something I want to double down on. It is a, a learned skill set and it can seem really sort of boring and redundant in the beginning for people and they're like what am I doing this is like a baby kettlebell and you're making me do this Turkish get up thing and like what does this have to do with anything and I remember being there and it wasn't all the sexy stuff I'm watching you like deadlift hundreds of pounds over in the corner <laughs> you know and I'm like when do I get to do that and I'm sure you guys get that question all the time but I have Lived it and I've watched you do it. Like I said, I've Mm -hmm. watched you train people from across the room and I've watched you do it. And it's so critical that the person's nervous system be working properly that day. And if it's not, you guys modify things. Mira does it for me all the time. And then learning those particular basic movements and making sure that they're sound before you put weight on the person and load the move. And it's amazing what happens. Like it happens pretty quickly if people actually Mm -hmm. pay attention and and do the thing and stay with the consistency of it?
1: Big time, big time. Uh, One thing that I don't know if your audience knows about me, I also coach martial arts in addition to strength training. So I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and we also have a jiu-jitsu program here. And it gives me this very interesting dichotomy where we have both things side by side in the same building. And, you know, I've taught both these for a long time now. And all the time we get the person that comes into the fitness side and they're new to fitness and they see the other you know fit person that's been working out for 10 years over on the other side of the room and they're like well i want to do that that's what they're doing like i should be doing that thing right and on the jujitsu side you never see that never once have i had somebody come in on their first day and be like oh yeah I, i should be i should be able to hang with the black belts Right, that's silly. That's stupid. Like everybody knows that that's a terrible idea. Right, but in fitness, all of a sudden, people think that they should do it. And I think framing it with that in that way, with that comparison, treat your fitness like a martial art. Right, an expert martial artist, a master martial artist, never gets bored at refining the details. I've done jujitsu for eighteen plus years, and. Every time I step on the mats, I work at refining my basics and getting 1% better at the most basic fundamental things. And I do the same thing in the weight room too. Like today, I did a whole bunch of kettlebell swings and every rep, I'm like, okay, can I make this next set one little bit better than the set that came before it? And that's the mindset that we want to instill with all of the people that work with us, be it in, in person, brick and mortar, or with the online program. Is Strength training is a skill, and there's a lot of skill to be learned at the beginning, but that doesn't stop. Like It's a lifetime of refinement and mastery, and with any activity, and you're going to have periods where things are clicking and they feel great, and then you're going to have periods where maybe it slumps a little bit and it's not feeling as good, but it'll come back, and it actually makes it fun and engaging and motivating when you're engaged and you're paying attention to that. And if you want to make strength training a long-term lifestyle thing for you, then getting to the point where you have a blast and you have fun with all these little nuances and all this little refinement, it makes you look forward to it. It makes you excited. And so it helps you stay more consistent in addition to actually doing it better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And as Mira always says to me, you know, we're training me in a way that I can still continue to train in my 80s. That's the goal, right? Instead of just chasing numbers on the barbell, which is what I originally was doing without a coach. And I hurt myself. And now poor Mira has to train around all my injuries that I gave to myself. So, yep. you know, it's people, I always say deadlifts fix everything and kettlebell swings fix everything, but they are literally like the most therapeutic exercises I could possibly think of and the most dangerous at the same time, if not executed properly. And I get messages all the time from people who say, you know, I was in a uh bar class or I was in a like something that had nothing to do with strength training and suddenly they decided to do kettlebell swings as part of their workout routine yeah. and like they blew out a, you know they herniated a disc out the back because they Big were. Exam. Yeah, it's terrible. So I could see where people are hesitant and having metal hurtling through space that you're trying to control with your hand. Grip strength is important there too. And the thing that I try to express to people is that all these skills are built. And so your tendons and ligaments have to catch up, right? A lot of us, like for myself, I was so deconditioned that maybe my muscles could do the work, but my ligaments and tendons were like, oh, hell no this isn't going to go well for you. So I had some micro injuries in there that were, and I see that a lot with patients who start any kind of exercise habit without really getting their, their soft tissues to respond and be strong. And then there's just the idea of grip strength and being able to physically manage the tool that you're using. Something I've always really liked about your gym is I never see anybody with weight belts on. Like if you can't deadlift that weight, you don't get extra straps for your hands and belts for your waist. Like you have to earn every move you do along the way. And if you can't earn it, you don't get to progress. In that way, you work around it. So I don't, can you speak to that some more? Because that's just my observation and you're obviously the expert.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there's there's a lot to unpack with that. So I'll try to take it one at a <laughs> time. Uh, I'm gonna start with one that, I think your viewers would be very interested in, and that's that kettlebells have become quite popular lately, which is great, but it's not without its own downsides. One of the reasons that they are so popular is they look less intimidating than a barbell does. And so people who might be intimidated by the big heavy weights and the racks and the, all that stuff, They look at kettlebells and it's much smaller and sometimes they're, you know, pink or whatever. And they're like, oh, that looks like something that I can do. And they don't realize that when you start adding the challenges of kettlebell training are the speed of the movements and the challenging leverages that it can be, if your form is not correct, it can be more strenuous on, say, your lower back than a heavy barbell would be. And most people would never connect those dots, Uh, but it happens all of the time. And so that's why it's so important to either work with a trainer or take a course that gives you a very thorough understanding of how to do this well and brings you up to speed slowly because, because it's not threatening, more people are just apt to just go start swinging them around with no training. Versus if I tell you, go pick up this 300 pound thing, people are like, whoa, wait, can you like coach me on how to do that first? They, They respect it more. Versus with a kettlebell, because it looks so small, people are like, ah, like it's, you know, whatever, let me just go swing this thing around. How hard can it be? And unfortunately, that's gotten a lot of people hurt. So if you are interested in starting kettlebell training, learn to do it right. Take your time. It won't take that long, it'll take a few weeks. And they'll really be much safer and set yourself up for a lot more success. And those same few weeks that you spend really learning your form will really help with what you also mentioned, which was that your muscles will be capable of more things than maybe your tendons and your ligaments will at first. And we've seen that with a lot of people that thankfully didn't happen much in in, our, in person, in our gym, because we have control of what's going on. But during the time where the gyms were all closed last year and people bought home gym equipment and they had to wait eight weeks or 12 weeks for it to get shipped there, and then they finally start doing it after three months or six months off, so many people hurt themselves, even if they knew how to have good form because they worked with us in person, but they just went right back to the same weights that they used to do, not having respect for that they've got to make sure that their tendons and their ligaments have time to build back up also. So it is a very important thing to have that ramp up period. Four to eight weeks is probably a pretty good amount for most people. Uh, Again, our online course is 24 classes. So if you do three a week, it's eight weeks to get it all done. So not only are you learning good form, but you have enough time for all of the tissues of your body to ramp up and get strong together that way you're not going to have this weakest link in the chain.
0: For sure, which bites people in the butt. It really is a <laughs> – yeah. it gets them. And it's it sucks because guests – well, you know, but for the audience, guess what people do when they get hurt? They stop doing anything. And so now we've actually regressed and we're probably in a worse position we were than than before we started. And that's not what we want for anybody. That's why I'm always such a stickler. I I don't give medical advice online. I don't. Every once in a while, people beg me to show my workouts and so I'll post them. But then I get a million questions and I get a million novice people saying, hey, I'm going to try that. And I'm like, no, please don't try that. That took me years, literally years to learn to do that. And I still don't you know, like compared to you guys, it's, uh, you guys look like fluid. You you look, you remind me of like fancy, uh, professional ice skaters, you know, and then I'm over there like hobbling on the ice trying to do my snatches, (laughs) but I get them done and I get them done safely. It's just really interesting. This whole journey that's, it's really been a journey. I think that's the thing. It's a journey. It ebbs, it flows, it changes, it changes with my age. I can't do the things that I could do when I started strength training. And I only started when I was 40. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really valuable to have a set of eyes on me. And I always look at the money that I spend with Mira or you guys as like health insurance to me. That's the best Mm -hmm. money I have ever spent on myself. And I remember being in times in my practice where maybe things weren't so profitable for a moment. And I was like, oh no, am I going to be able to afford Mira? And I would do anything to afford to work with Mira because the benefits for me were so exceptional, not just physically, it goes way beyond that. It's mental. Like there's this mental stamina that you build, and there's this strength and tenacity and this mindset that you get that you I did not have when I wasn't strength training. It's like a superpower that I don't think people realize. And it's almost like you have a you know a sixth sense about things. I, I firmly believe that people who strength train regularly have a different set of lights on than people who don't. And I'm not trying to diss people who don't exercise, but strength training in particular, it's like it gives them a special Jedi gene or something. <laughs> and I will say that, and I've said this to the doctors that I coach in business, Uh, my success is completely contingent on my fitness level and my health. And so when my health is shining and my strength is shining and I feel good, money makes its way to me effortlessly. And when I don't feel good and I'm sort of floundering and I've got some injuries and things are hard, things start to stall, you know, like there's wrenches in the gears kind of thing. So I always tell the entrepreneur, make sure you get your health situated and your strength dialed in because you will make exceptionally more money. And I think that's true for any career path that people who are fit, you get treated differently. You get treated as a woman, I get treated with way more respect being a fit woman than when I was not fit. And I was just really, I was really skinny. I don't know if you remember when I first walked into your gym, but I was pretty scrawny. So I don't know. I just think that all of that makes the investment into one's journey into strength absolutely invaluable. I mean, you can't put a price tag on it, you know?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. You can't put a price tag on it. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all just, we want to be happy, right? Like that's, and that can mean so many different things. But one of the big components of that is self-confidence, right? It's very hard to be truly happy if you don't have self-confidence. And I've never met any, any people or anybody that can really develop the true self-confidence without constantly challenging themselves to do hard things, hard physical things. So, strength training is this amazing way to do physically hard things that are also good for your body, right? Um, and you know, it becomes this, uh, you know, this thing that you just can't live without because not only is it doing physically great things for you but your self-confidence just skyrockets. And you're like, where has this been my whole entire life? You know, I, I thankfully was able to start when I was a teenager, and I never stopped with strength training. But most of the people that we work with don't start till they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s or something like that. And you see after, it doesn't take long, like a couple months, and you just see like their body language change, the way that they hold their posture changes, they start smiling more, uh, and they just believe in themselves. And it affects every aspect of their life. Their you know, relationships get better. We've had people that have told us that they've had the confidence to go ask for a promotion or a raise at work that they wouldn't have had if they hadn't had, had the, what the strength training gave them. So you just really can't put a price tag on it. It just affects all parts of your life in the most positive way.
0: It's so true. And it brings a certain calmness and strength and centering to my being that I couldn't find with anything else. I just, there's nothing like a good strength training session to get my head straight. And I have mm-hmm. a joke. I'm not allowed to make any major decisions about anything until I've deadlifted a few times. <laughs> I have to like, yep. or work out with Mira. I have to go do one of those two things. I have to go have like a deadlifting session or I have to work out with Mira. And then I'm allowed to make the decision because it just ignites such a wonderful cascade of neurotransmitters. Everything gets super clear. And again, I feel like I have superpowers. I'm like, I can literally see another layer to the universe that I couldn't see before when I was weak. And I used to be so weak. And I was self-induced weak. I was like an anorexic, bulimic, sort of self-induced, wasting kind of girl. And having strength is just, it, it sets everything else in motion correctly too, because now I want to eat for that beautiful muscle that I work so hard for and I want to hydrate and I want to go to bed on time so I don't mess it up. Like all the other pieces of lifestyle that are conducive to good health and longevity sort of fall into place when you are. And and I wanted to ask this and then we can can close out here in a moment. There's something about the strong first system that I love and it's that you always leave one in the tank. Can you Mm -hmm. talk about that really quick? Because I think that that's so critical and it's such a major different kind of mindset than we see in a lot of these sort of strength training CrossFit uh, worlds?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And for the audience out there, if you're not familiar with what that means or what other options there are out there, there are are some people that are in the fitness industry that believe that every set you do, you need to do the absolute maximum number that you can. And if you don't physically fail and like almost drop the weight, then you shouldn't even bother doing the set. And we completely disagree with that. The What you just mentioned is the, the strong first system and they would also disagree with that pretty strongly too. Uh, If you think about it, and we just sort of take a step back and just use common sense here for a second, is your form going to get better or worse as you get more tired? Obviously, it gets worse, right? And the whole idea with strength training is we want to accumulate the highest amount of high-quality work that we can. We want to minimize low-quality work, maximize high-quality work. So the most disciplined professional lifters know when their quality is starting to drop and they take a break. They rest enough that they can go back to the quality level that they expect of themselves. The person that doesn't buy into that is the person that like just is pedaled to the metal all the time and they're the one that ends up injuring themselves all the time. Every three months they tweak this or they tweak that or whatever, right? And... Within Strong First, Pavel is the founder of Strong First, and as you probably know, he came up through like a military background, and he used to train a lot of the, the people in the Russian military. And so his job was to get them incredibly strong, incredibly fit, and never leave them very sore because they might have to go deploy to duty at any minute. You never know. So if he just wrecked them with the world's hardest squat session and they can't walk for five days, but now they've got to go deploy to some war or something like that, that's not good, right? So the system is built around, we're going to get you super strong, we're going to get you super fit. But you're still going to be able to do what you need to go do, be it jujitsu in my case, be it go work on the farm, be it go take care of your kids, be it go for a hike, be it whatever you want to do. Uh, And we, we find that right balance where you get real strong, you get real fit, you take care of your joints and you take care of your health. And there's still time and energy left to go do all the stuff that you want to go do.
0: Yes. I love it. He also said that your comfort is not my concern, which I also like.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I borrow that from him on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So you still need to push yourself and you need to get uncomfortable. Yes. But we we don't want to injure yourself. And it's it's a nice line to walk there.
0: It is. And you guys do a great job of it. Again, that's why we hire a coach, right? Because yeah. I'm I'm going to quit when I'm still comfortable or I'm right. going to be stupid and be like, nah, because I'm type A and I'm going to push it too far and I'm going to hurt myself. So there's just sure. that sweet sure. spot where Mira will be watching me and she's like, let's Bring the bell down a size for the next set, or let's do less of them, you know. And mm-hmm. you rarely hear that if you're in a boot style kind of like boot camp, I should say, or Orange Theory, or some of these other, uh, you know, CrossFit. I'm just not a fan of them. I'm not dissing them. I know that some people love them, but I'm just not a huge fan. I see a lot of hormone burnout in those folks. And I see them just kind of pushing themselves to the extreme every time until they're a puddle of sweat. And that's the glory. And mm-hmm. I, I see no glory in, in chronic injuries. So yeah.
1: I'm with you on that
0: one. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Tony. Well, I, won't, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're a busy man. What? Tell us a bit more about this uh, onboarding program that you have or this on-ramp and where can people find it?
1: Yeah, so I'll give a short backstory to this. So if somebody is gonna start training in our kettlebell classes in person at Industrial Strength here in Portland, Oregon, then they take a month long course that meets three times a week. And we call that our on-ramp course. And it meets three times a week for a month and they learn all the kettlebell stuff that they need to learn for our classes, not only proper form, but also what weights to start with so that they are using the right weight for each exercise. Because some exercises you can handle a much heavier weight than other exercises. Like for kettlebell swings, you can do a lot heavier weight than you can a kettlebell military press. Right? So they learn all of the right weights and all of that stuff. When the pandemic started, we were like, wow, like kettlebells are, we've known for a long time they're the perfect home gym. We want to create a resource out there now that so many people are working out from home where they can get that same onboarding experience, but do it virtually. So the Kettlebell virtual on-ramp is available on our on-demand site, so it's streaming. It's all pre-recorded, so you can do it at your own pace at any time. And we've doubled the number of classes, so it's going to be 24 classes, so it'll take you about eight weeks to work through it. You'll be able to go through all of the same in-person instruction that we do with learning the right form. We make very clear the common mistakes to look out for. We show some corrective drills, or if you're having a problem with some of these, you can make self-corrections with the drills. And there's a bunch of workouts in there where Mira or I take a few of our students through the workouts and you do the workout with them. And circling back to one of the things we talked about earlier is how hard to push yourself you get to see how hard our students are pushing themselves. This is how much we expect you to really push yourself in a real workout. And so many people struggle with that. And I think it's so valuable that you as the viewer are to see our real students using their real weights, pushing themselves to just the right level, not too little, not too much, so that when you're at home, you can try to match it. So that's how we would have people get started with it. So you can buy the course, you get lifetime access for it. You do, do it at your own pace, but we recommend about eight weeks for it. And then by the end of the course, you're ready to rock for just about any kettlebell workout that you would want to do. You'll know all of the exercises. You'll know what weights you should do for different exercises. And so if you have workouts you want to do on your own, you can. And we also, on the same website, we record all of our in-person kettlebell classes we do here. And you can subscribe and you can just follow along from home and just do the same workouts that Mira and I coach our students through here too.
0: Awesome. All right. So I will make sure that we have the link in the show notes for this podcast. And I know you were gracious enough to give us a discount for Dr. Tina listeners. So I will make sure that that's on there too. And everybody can access that. You've got you've got, uh, is that that last thing that you just mentioned, is that that online program you have as well? Not the onboarding one, but you guys have that standalone
1: mm-hmm. awesome. So, so it's yeah, it's, it's on the same website. It's two separate things. So the eight-week virtual on-ramp is just you sign up for it the one time and you get lifetime access for it and you work through it as you want. That's where you should start. So okay. if you're confused, start with that one, 100%. Once you've totally completed that one and you're ready for the next thing after then you can go to a monthly subscription to follow along with our kettlebell classes but don't do the monthly subscription if you don't know how to do kettlebells first so do the eight-week course do the virtual on-ramp start with that and then cross the next bridge later
0: Yes, money well spent, and a good way to keep yourself from hurting, getting hurt, or getting into trouble, or quitting. So we we want them to keep going. Awesome. Well, where else can people find you, Tony? I know that Industrial Strength is on Instagram. Can you share that, and then also your website?
1: Yeah. So if you follow on Instagram, we're just going to be at Industrial Strength Gym. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, which is mostly a bunch of pictures of my dogs, but who who doesn't love who doesn't love dogs? I'm going to be at <laughs> Tony Gracia underscore PDX. And then for the gym's website, it's just going to be industrialstrengthgym.com. And for the on-demand site, which is the online streaming, all you have to do is put on-demand in front of that. So it's on com.
0: Awesome. And Mira's is Get Strong with Mira, or Get Strong with Coach Mira, right?
1: I think it's Get Strong with Mira.
0: Okay. Yeah. Her her Instagram account is great too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the coach Tony, thank you so much for taking the time out to go through this with my audience. I know that everybody here appreciates you and I hope that everybody listening will go check out the Industrial Strength website and check out the onboarding class for sure. It's a perfect way to start. It's the perfect place to start and I'm so glad you guys created it. So, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dr. Tina show. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at drtina, that's D-R-T-Y-N-A, and drtina2.0, as well as visit my website at drtina.com. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and mixed by Chris McCone. The theme song is by John the Guilt. As always, you can email the show at podcast at drtina.com. And if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. See you next week.